0: hi chris how are you
1: morning hi yeah i'm very well very well how are you
0: i'm good good morning first of all thank you so much for accepting this and doing it uh, such an early morning for everyone here uh, it is 7:30 a.m in the morning at his side so a heartfelt gratitude for doing this for us
1: oh my pleasure no i love jumping on instagram lives and it's always good to meet new people and talk about business problems and hopefully help solve them as well
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So everybody who's listening to us right now and would be listening to the recorded version later, uh, Chris specializes in sales strategies and marketing, and he also specializing in getting you more clients in less time. So if you're somebody who's looking to scale up and learn some quick hacks and sales strategies, please go follow him. And I'm sure you'll learn a lot like I have been doing. So for the past week i have been asking my audience the questions they would like to know and there is a quick five to six questions that i've come up with so uh, if i have your permission may i proceed
1: yeah please do interested to get into them let's go
0: yeah thank you so much so the first question we have is that when starting out as a small business owner what is more advisable uh, working on low ticket clients or high ticket prospects so what would you advise
1: it's, it's a tough one because I suppose it depends on the product mix uh, or the service mix. So ideally, when you, when you establish yourself fully as a business, you would have a, a value ladder and a mixture of products uh, or services that you're able to offer. So there isn't a one size fits all. There isn't a, a complete package that every business can take. I think the best route is is a bit of market research to, to begin with, you know, start start at the brand, start at the foundational level. You know, what's your identity, what's your culture, your values, what's your brand promise? And I know a lot of people say this and it is quite a hard it's quite a hard thing to do to start off with. You know, most people think brand is just slapping a logo on something, coming up with a product idea that they think someone might want to buy and then expecting it to fly off the shelves or expecting the phone to ring or expecting these leads to just fly in through your website or whatever but that's not the case so at the start of the journey i think it's really a case of testing and learning understanding a bit more about the market a bit more about the landscape a bit more about competitors and existing players in the space so i always advise my clients you know it it does start with with yourselves as as a business or as a brand if you're a personal brand then it sort of transfers to your audience um, but I would, I would before putting any offer together really uh, that you spend a lot of time, I would test the market, look at those competitors, follow their customer journeys. So if we're talking Instagram specifically, what type of content are your competitors putting out that um, is enticing people to follow them first and foremost? After the follow, what are the CTAs like? What are they asking people to do? What's the next step? Usually for most people, it's creating high-value content and driving people to a link in their bio. Now, hit that link in the bio. What are they doing after that? Are they driving people to a calendly page or a a booking page, for example? What do the steps look like? What's the questioning like? Um, Sign up to their newsletter if they have one. Download their, their free ebook or their lead magnet and see what their email marketing is like as well so many many variables to take into consideration but once you have a whole picture of that you can then go okay competitor a is offering this competitor b is offering this this is what the market looks like they seem to be getting some good traction and here is where i think i'm going to push out my first product and it might be a, a mid ticket product you 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 know, it, you don't know, but I would always advise when you when you're a few months into business, couple of years into business, you should have an offering of all three. So obviously you want to push the high ticket items, but not everyone's going to be able to afford those. So you should have a fallback option, down sell option to be able to say, yeah, um, I understand this might not be completely right for you. So I do offer a simplified version, which from the brand's point of view, could be quite low touch, could just be a program. Whereas your high ticket item could potentially be the one-to-one time and the more service-based offering, I suppose. Sorry, that was quite a long-winded answer.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was very detailed. So from what I could understand is this, you know, question is a little uh broad open and I think this is the foundation of any business that whether when you're deciding whether it's a low ticket or a high ticket, there has to be like a one-time process maybe but a long research that goes into it and then putting your business into the beta phase where you were talking about how to test different elements and then decide whether uh, which one to go for and then also depending upon your audience which ones can afford the high ticket ones and which ones would like to go with the low ticket one so i think this question is more a uh, broader sense but uh, you've given the best answer to anyone who's listening to us and would like to start on you deciding which ticket they should be working on so thank yeah. you so much for this one it has yeah, no, really helped yeah all the people who are joining in thank you so much if you have any questions you can put them in the chat box if we have time and scope i'd love to cover it in the chat so uh, this brings me to the next question, which is that uh, would you advise any quick hack to book that first client? Because generally people say that, you know, once we are going to the second client, we also we always have some testimonies, some statistics some data to offer. But when we are approaching that first client, what do we uh, show us credibility? Like how do we fix that uh, first client? So how to make that first sale?
1: Well, a lot of people would lean on, uh, on testimonials of existing clients uh, to, to win work. But obviously, when you're trying to win that first client, you don't have those. So I would say your, your proof or your social proof will probably be in your content, which should be very, very high value um alternatively i guess the suggestion from me would be to go and offer some free work to maybe someone close to you maybe a friend maybe a family member and just grow your portfolio as as easily and as quickly as possible um because that's why all these these big coaches and big brands consistently win new work because they have that social proof they have those testimonials they have word of mouth and people speaking about them but as a startup as someone who's just getting into this, it is obviously quite hard to, you know, it's a chicken and an egg scenario, really. You, you, you haven't got necessarily those those case studies in place. So the, the, that's one area is, is having a case study or having existing work or results that you can show to people and broadcast either on a discovery call or on your page. But I also think, you know, everyone starts from zero. Everyone starts with no True. clients even Apple, even McDonald's, you know, even Coca-Cola, when they first launched a product, they were in exactly the same scenario. There's a lot of guesswork, a lot of testing, a lot of research. But if we're talking specifically Instagram sales, which I guess we, we kind of are since we're on the platform, um, it's all about that customer journey, as I mentioned in the last answer. You know, what are the touch points? How can you make it as easy as, pe- easy as possible for people to, get through to your discovery call or interact with you on a one-to-one basis. And then for me, when I have people on a discovery call, it's a case of having a very, very clear structure where I don't actually have to sell to people. They can see the value or I deliver value on the call or whatever, whatever they want to do. And you do that through that high-value content, taking them on a journey with CTAs, directing them to a discovery call, having a structure, having some really good questioning and rapport building up front, then potentially a visual presentation and handling any questions or objections that they may have before presenting what you think is the best answer and, and solution and price point um, and then again you will probably have some more questions around payment and pricing and alternative options but um, yeah it's for me it's all journey based you know you are at the minute someone sees your content your aim should be to take them on a journey from where they are to their desired outcome um, and you're, you should be the guide you should be the person that's helping them get their problem solving and um, being relatable and being personal or personable
0: True, true. So I think where you mentioned about, you know, booking the first sale, uh, wherein you said that everybody who starts from zero has this one question, how to get the first client. So I think the best advice uh, that is that, you know, look around your friends and family. Maybe when we are trying to offer our services for free, uh, we could look to our friends and family and build that portfolio and then approach our clients. And then, of course, the journey that you mentioned, because it's all about what the customer and where the customer wants to reach if you're able to show that journey and if you're able to take them through that journey i think we've done our job right so yeah, i think yeah this for is, sure
1: and yeah. i think yeah it's it's a case it's, it's a case of reaching out to people you know but also a lot of people who are trying to start a brand have experience already so they may have worked for an employer so it could be a case of Oh, in, in my old role, I actually worked on the on this or with these brands or with these people and achieved these results. You know, don't be shy of showcasing past work that you may have done when you were employed.
0: I think that is a very good point, and I have never seen it this way. Now that you've put it, uh, that since you have worked as an employee in a job, that was that was also you putting in results and putting efforts into it maybe for somebody else you could also use that as a testimony if you're starting your own business and you could relate it by saying that you know that was me working for somebody else driving these results imagine if i do it for my own self what would be the results working yeah. for you as a client so i think this is a new perspective we've got here because nobody uh, told us to look at this way and i have never looked at at this way. so thank you for yeah, this new perspective
1: no, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's yeah. Great. Yeah, it's, it works really well because when I jumped into the, the game um, on Instagram, which is only a few months ago, I had to bring something to the table and I let it frequently be known that I've sold into the likes of Coca-Cola, Pepsi Max, uh, Heineken, you know, I did quite a lot of work in the drinks industry um, in my in my current role at the agency that I, I sell for. So. I should let people know about that you know that's that's kind of a big deal that you, uh, you've you got the ability or you've you onboarded projects for massive brands now i didn't do the work in terms of delivering the project but i did do the selling and the onboarding so i need to let people know that
0: very true i think this is a new perspective for all of us uh so the next question i think uh Uh, which is that which social media platform do you recommend as a medium to generate consistent leads? Because right now in digital marketing, different people have been talking about different programs or different social media platforms. A lot of people focus that LinkedIn is the best one. Then, of course, we all follow Instagram since we are on the platform. So according to you, which one do you think is the best uh, for small business owners that are starting out?
1: Um, it really depends again on on your offering um, if you're selling to coaches for example and yeah, for me it's it's Instagram or LinkedIn but I would not ignore the other platforms I'm not a massive fan of Facebook but that's just just from a consumer point of view the media I like to consume and the, the posts that I like to see are more visual you know images or, or video um, and I feel Instagram is the best all in one platform for that Well, for for everything, you know, you've got, you've got TikTok, which essentially is just reels. So, but within, within Instagram, you have reels. And and if, if you're looking heavily at a B2B or a more corporate solution, then LinkedIn for sure. You know, in my agency life, I don't get any leads from Instagram at all. It's all LinkedIn. um, And I will I have a, a very low level LinkedIn strategy but I don't really actually use it that much to be honest. A lot of my outreach um and my day to day is cold calling to book meetings with brands, but it's very, very select, very tailored. Uh, targeted audience that i will reach out to on the phone and say hey we do this and um, i feel it's relevant to you we've worked in this space for a while we have these social results or social proof i should say um can we get on the on a phone call for an hour next week and 75 percent of the time because the message is so tailored and the list is so targeted the answer is yes But in terms of my personal brand and picking people picking leads up I haven't pushed myself on LinkedIn yet. I keep that for my day job. I use Instagram for my for my night job if you like or my personal brand. That works, just, that works just fine, you know. I'm onboarding clients nearly every day, which is fantastic. But it all really depends what type of person you're looking to to pick up. And if you're looking at a paid strategy as well, you have to bear in mind that I think LinkedIn you can be very very you can be much more targeted and you can target by job title the same as you can on, on Facebook advertising, but it's much more specific. However, the cost per lead or the cost per click-through is much higher on LinkedIn because of that nature. So I would recommend a mix. You know, there's always... with The good thing about Instagram and LinkedIn particularly, or Instagram content as a whole, is the content that the, the platform um, puts out or allows you to put out is completely repurposable. So if you're making carousels for for instagram it's very easy a few clicks of a button and you can repurpose them as a pdf for linkedin which i don't see that much of so there's a a real space i think for well-designed carousels that that solve problems on linkedin if you're making an instagram live for example you can turn this into a podcast which is what i do with my instagram lives and i'll put them out there Uh, on on every single podcast platform and that takes me an extra 20-30 minutes and I've actually won a few clients from them going deep into podcasts so it's all about making as little content as you can that can hit as many platforms as you can so again just a single image perfect for LinkedIn perfect for Facebook we talk about reels maybe build up a few reels and then start a TikTok account, which is something I'm planning on doing. I know there's a, a, a link between Instagram and the imagery you can put on there and Pinterest, for example, which, again, they're all different audiences who, like, who have their own preferences of media that they like to consume. So repurposing and being, just being, having, having a bit of forward thinking in, in how your content can hit those different platforms but still bring people into a central point a a link in bio or a website or a lead gen form or whatever it may be, is absolutely, absolutely crucial.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I thought I I lost you for a second. Uh, So what I could understand from uh, what you were saying was that... whether we're choosing instagram or linkedin because uh, today instagram is you know the most powerful social media that we have we produce content here and bits and parts of it we put it on other social media platforms to attract our audience but just a quick question that's coming to my mind here would you recommend uh staying 100 percent, you know uh like going in one platform all in or would you recommend like putting because generally it is said that if you're working on one platform work it uh work on it 110 so that your attention is not divided and you say consistent so uh is it like testing all the platforms uh, producing content on instagram repurposing it testing all the platforms and then you know staying on one or is it like consistently repurposing and using all the platforms together so what would you recommend here
1: um again it all depends on your workload how much content and and time you have to produce that content but you know it managing instagram in itself is really really it's it's laborious it takes a long time so i would get to grips with one platform at a time rather than trying to span across five or six for sure however um because due to the you know the answer i just gave with regards to repurposing content what you've got the ability to do is is create this content, maybe run it for a few months on Instagram, and then you have a bank of content that you can go. Okay, this is this is yeah. a suitable subject for LinkedIn. And I would, I pers- and this is just personal. Though, again, there's no one size fits all. But I would, I would build up your bank with one platform, Instagram probably being a good one, and then start thinking about how that content can transfer. So my plan is to um, create a load of reels up until Christmas. And then that I will I will launch my TikTok, knowing that I don't have to create any content for that. I can just put a video out every few days, and it will remain consistent. I've not looked into Pinterest, but that's something I will cover. And LinkedIn, Christmas time, I will have you know a hundred carousels potentially ready to to put out on Instagram uh, on LinkedIn, and that will be one post every three days for a year. Already done. <laughs>
0: So. That that's a really nice strategy that you put in all your hard work at one place, and while you're trying to maintain your consistency by uh, you know going slow there, you use all the content you've put in there to all. Also... Am I audible?
1: You're all right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, without having the pain of feeling that, you know, now I have to produce new content. So that's a great uh, hack there. Another one uh, that I've learned today. Uh, There's one more question. I think this could be open-ended, but uh, one of the person asked that, you know, one of the biggest objections we face is that I'm getting it at a lower price somewhere or maybe some other vendor so how to deal with this objection that comes up that I'm getting at a lower price somewhere else
1: yeah I think that's that's a common one and the way to approach that first and foremost is mindset there's always going to be someone who can do it cheaper always and you're probably going to come up against it quite a lot now I think to combat that um, you need to have a strong qualification process in place, so you are not just speaking to, you know, the clients, the clients that or potential clients that are only interested in price, and price being cheap, are probably not the best clients for you if you provide a, a premium service. So you can have filters and certain questioning in place. That will disqualify, uh, you know, the, the time-wasting buyer or the time-zapping client before you even get any one-on-one time with them. You know, I'm quite strict in who I take discovery calls with, for example, because I've had my time wasted in the past. I have a process in place and I have a filter in place that won't allow anyone. I think is going to waste time to even get any of my time in the initial beginning. So I think that's that's really really key. However, there will still be genuine buyers out there, people that do want to work with you, that will still value your your service on price. So the way to combat that after your mindset is your preparation, you know, accept that it's gonna happen, um, but also have answers in place or questions in place, throw it back at people and and say, you know, is is price actually the, the only factor? Because yes, I'm aware of 10 competitors that offer a similar service at a lower cost. However, what they deliver may not be able to deliver the same results or may not look as good or may not um, have the same level of customer service. So if they say ABC Marketing is, is is offering this for cheaper, I'll say, okay, yeah, a lot of people do have a cheaper service than, than us. What exactly are you, are you paying to them and, and what are they delivering for that cost? I'd be interested to know and then as soon as the, as soon as they give the solution that ABC Marketing has presented to them, you then have a bit of a benchmark as to say okay yeah i've I've heard of them and and I know that they are quite good, but also, let me just talk you through how we're different. This is what we offer this is the cost level of customer service you receive with us. this is the turnaround time that you get with us. this is the team size that we have, that kind of thing and and really, don't trash talk the competitor." at all you know you could even praise them a bit trash talking them won't get you anywhere the best thing to do is lead to your strengths find out what's being offered and then take take the customer the focus away from the competitor to your strengths
0: so i think uh, the best solution that you gave to this is that either don't work with such a client that is focused only on money and not the quality that you bring to the table. But if you think that the client uh, might be interested, you tell them about what kind of quality do you bring and What is your USP? How are you different? And if you think they are ready to trust in your abilities and keep the price, you know, thing apart, that is when you sign up with the client. So I think this is what I got, right?
1: yeah yeah i'd say so but it's it's a mindset it's a mindset thing it, All everything is from from any aspect of life it, it all begins mindset. With mindset and it begins with, with selling is product confidence and also knowing your value you know don't be afraid to push back on people when you're in a one-to-one scenario like this if you said i'm getting it from somewhere else i'd be happy to go fine you, you can go you know i'm not going to push you into the sale however you need to think about a few things before you go with any supplier and find out more about what these other suppliers are offering, what promises are they making. Are they saying, I'm a coach and I can get you to a million a million dollars within a year? I would immediately push back and say, anyone that recommends or guarantees a certain level on a service-based business without any like giving you money back or, or any guarantee or return is, is lying and you should be very, very careful of working with them. So here's how I handle that scenario differently. I look at X, Y, and Z, and I promise A, B, and C as a return for you. Also, my turnaround time is this. I have a team of seven people who work underneath me. We work 24 hours, you know, that, that kind of thing. We're always contactable. And another thing, you know, think about the differentiator, uh, how you can differentiate from your competitors I mentioned this earlier on in the conversation you know you you should have a firm grip if you're starting a business you should have a firm grip of the other people that are in that space and what their product offerings are once you have that grip you know you can work out your differentiators and they will be your standout points and your unique selling points to make people go yes this is why I want to work with you because you do this differently, you're faster, your team's bigger, you're more well spoken, your content's better, your visuals are on point, you presented three solutions rather than trying to push me into one high ticket solution, that kind of thing.
0: So, like you rightly mentioned, uh, mindset and belief system is everything that we need to trust our credibility and our solutions and our ways before we make the client believe in ours. So, the whole process that you talked about right now is about believing in our systems, our team, our credibility, and then making the client go through that journey so that they have the same belief system in us.
1: Yeah, so exactly. So how I got it right? Yeah, yeah. And another thing I yeah. think I missed out was um, after, the, after the mindset is preparation. Everything's preparation. Yeah. Make sure you're ready for this discovery call and make sure that you're ready for these questions. They're, they're going to come. The questions will come. People want things quicker and they want things cheaper. However, you, you don't want to be the cheapest player out in the market because there'll always be someone out there who's ready to undercut you. So, don't you know? Be ready for that question.
0: Understood. Understood. Uh, That brings me to my next question. One of the persons uh, from the community asked that, do you also feel that the cost per lead on Facebook is getting expensive each passing day? So should we just cope up with the platform uh, as it's changing or do we look for some alternatives or for some other solutions when it comes to paid marketing?
1: Well, I don't have a a massively firm grasp on Facebook advertising. Um, All of my stuff that I do is, is organic at the moment. And I think paid advertising. I, I know a little bit. You know, I have run a couple of very small ad campaigns with my with my limited knowledge. Um, but of course, the cost of Facebook advertising, when you, when they include Instagram as well, of course, it's going to go up. You know. Yeah. That there are more people joining the platform every day. The platform, especially Instagram, I believe, is getting busier every day. Instagram yeah. the business, there's supply and demand to take into account, and yes, they are going to start charging more. So I would always suggest looking for alternatives. And if you can make your your content good enough, then and and your engagement strategy good enough, you should be able to bring leads in organically. And I would much, you know, it's it's much better to do that because paid advertising. you are there's there's much more drop-off in paid advertising organic you know people tend to believe in you more before they follow you once they're following you you open up more opportunities to sell to them through content and with paid advertising you either have to have a big long journey in place to do something similar or you have to try and hit people with a a buy this now advert which i believe the conversion rates on those go go lower and lower Um, so you have to yeah I think organic is the way to go, but I would say that as it's not something paid advertising isn't something I do. however, that's not to say don't do it, I will do it um i I feel like facebook have have got a hold and a monopoly on the on the social media sort of landscape in terms of advertising, and they they're gonna be able to charge and they do charge what they want so I think the key here is, is using an organic route, taking people off the platform, get them off Instagram by getting them listening to podcasts or getting them, listening, uh, getting them filling in lead gen forms and, and downloading your, your lead magnets so you can capture their data and, and initiate a conversation outside of Instagram. You know, there's always got to be a, a backup plan, and your backup plan should be that potentially Instagram could close your page down. What are you going to do then? you know, people speak about it all Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. So get, get your lead magnets in place, get people to be interested in what you're doing off the platform, take them to your website, capture that data, and then start thinking about the, again, we go back to a journey, your email journey. That could be, that's your organic journey where you do try and take someone to a customer, a customer stage, basically. Um, and that have a few touch points there. It's, if, if you have budget and you have time and someone to manage it and experts in place, definitely go for paid advertising. But if you're just a one-person startup, you know you, you've, you've only got them certain amount of time. Put it into the right places, and that should, I think, in, in the beginning, start foundationally with organic, an organic approach first, because. Paid, is, you scale your paid advertising, don't you? You can go up and down, dial it up on, on certain days and, and turn it off. That's great. But if you don't have a good-looking page with good-looking content at the start of it and you're just trying to run paid ads, you know, I when I get hit with a paid ad, <laughs> first thing I'll do is go to the page and check out how credible the source is, how, how good-looking is the content, what's their messaging, what are they teaching? And if, if you've not got that foundational organic Strategy in place first. I wouldn't even look at paid advertising personally. So I think I've kind of answered my own question without knowing it. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, I think I've got a lot of value from the last question that you answered when you said that you know one thing I rightly believe is that we're living in a uh, you know kind of uh, we're doing entrepreneurship in a way that any day for any of these social media platforms shut down, it could just literally shut down an entire business if we do not have database apart from these platforms uh, where we've outsourced the data from here and we have a list so if you don't have that ready we could literally lose our business in one day and yeah. when you said the second point that you said that even if you know somebody is using facebook ads but if they don't have a content in place they don't have anything to show by running those ads if somebody is coming to your page or any of the platforms if you don't have the stuff to show they would not follow you, even if you put your money on the Facebook ads. So I think when I asked my question that uh, what could be the alternatives for these Facebook ads, so the best answer that I've got from this is using the organic methods, put in so much of value that whether or not you run the Facebook ads, people want to connect with you. If you put in small amount and you want to run the Facebook ads, people come to your page, see your content, and they connect with you. If you don't want to put money onto the Facebook ads, you're still putting all your efforts, creating the content and people would also follow you you know some way or the other so I think the answer to this question could be producing more and more content and value by giving your efforts and time and then deciding whether you want to put more money or do you want to keep working and putting efforts and creating that content so I think I've been able to summarize of what you said if I've uh, captured it correctly
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, organic yeah. is the foundation, start there. Definitely don't discount paid advertising at all. You know, if there's an opportunity and you've got the budget and expertise yeah. in place, do it. But any any savvy buyer or any high-ticket buyer isn't just going to click on your ad and buy it without doing some research first. And the first place they'll go to the research is the easiest place, which is one click away, which is your profile from an ad. Oh, lo and behold, the, the content's awful or there's nothing on there. I don't think I'll be buying, thank you. Or on the flip side, they go to your page, wow, this looks amazing. I actually have problems with this, this, and this. I'm, I'm going to consider buying this now and, and then they will they'll look into you further or, or follow you, you know. So you can use paid advertising not just to convert to customers but convert to followers as well, um, which is obviously a bit cheaper uh, and hopefully will garnish more results. But even if you're trying to convert to followers, you still need that organic content to, to make that impression on those, on those organic follow, on the paid followers.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. I think we've had a lot of questions answered today, and a lot of golden uh, words and some new perspectives I'm taking from this call. So everyone uh, who joined, thank you so much. And people who could not ask their questions, after this life is saved, you could watch the recorded version. Leave your questions in the comments below, and we'll try to answer your questions. Before uh, we head towards the closure of the call, any one advice or any one thing that you'd like to give to all the business owners who are trying to scale up and make those
1: sales yeah um test test and learn but don't don't jump in don't jump in especially with both feet you know i think a lot of the conversation points we've had today is yes do something and do it well but don't go without into something without testing now that comes for your offer your product your journey your discovery calls try out a few different things and get systems, processes and templates in place. A lot of people will try and sort of, I always use this analogy, but people will try and put a chimney on a house when they haven't built the foundation. So start with your brand, reverse engineer everything wherever you can, in terms of, you know, if you're starting up a new business, that's cool. What's the end goal? Where are you trying to get to? When, when are you going to give up that business? And, and how what's your exit strategy if, if need be bring it backwards Um, it's it's so crucial to have the foundations and the, the, the why in place before you do anything so take time out you know don't be afraid before i started my instagram journey i had a whole month of content ready and that's that plan that's foundation. absolutely amazing preparation i was testing in the background copying other creators' posts and making them in Canva and making them in Photoshop, finding out what worked best. I didn't post any of them, but I was literally finding carousel creators and copying their posts word for word, font for font, just to get, because I'm not a designer, so I, need to, I needed to learn how to design. So I started Instagram with this 30 days of content already made, and now I'm 50 days in front. I've already got content for the end of October. So now I've got that in place. I've, I've ticked those boxes. I know what's coming. I can then start to strategize business-wise rather than working in the business, trying to do the content day-to-day and working on the business, scaling it. So just think about what's coming up. How, what does the next 30, 60, 90 days hold? How can you make those those days easier? And it might be a lot of hard work now really hard work churn out 10, 10 carousels in a day or something but then you've got 10 days of content and start to look you know it's, it's all testing learning planning and preparation
0: so you know just as you mentioned about your feed one thing i'd like to say is i love your feed and the way you've designed your carousels and images and everything and i look at it and i feel like how can it be done how can i do this and it absolutely looks amazing and oh, from just you. what you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, as an advice, what I could go, uh, what I could grab was that when it comes to business and when it comes to making sales, this is not some uh, rich, you know, make rich sc- uh, scheme. It is actually putting in like a lot of work, lot of foundation. And once you've done that foundation, then is when it becomes easy. Mm-hmm to get your sales done and get your customers flowing in and the entire process and everything. So if someone's looking for a quick rich scheme, then I think uh, it w- wouldn't be the right place. This is what I captured.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it, it's not an, an over overnight process at all. However, I, d- I disagree with what you, what you said a little bit. Um, yes, if you have all the planning and systems in place and do the hard work at the beginning, certain things become easier but you will just inherit a different set of problems. You still you, you were running a business, it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. You just, you will have, your problems will shift from, I need to make loads of content today to how do I get more clients coming in? The, 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 prob- the set of problems will just, will move along, you know. Um, Warren Buffett still has problems, even though true, he's... True, very
0: true.
1: So, yeah, but it, what, the premise of what you said is is correct. Yeah, do the hard work, be prepared for some long, long hours. Um, but it's it's you either want the hard work now, with for the easy life later, or you you take it easy now and it'll be harder.
0: <laughs> true, true, true. I think all of us would want to. Uh, people of my and your generation would want to work more now, put in hard work now, and make it a little more easier for the future. So Absolutely. I mean. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for today for giving us so much value, uh, you know, new perspectives and some amazing advices coming from you. Thank you so much. I had a lovely time, and thank you for doing this. Thank My you pleasure. So much. Thank
1: you so much for having me on, and, and thank you everyone for listening. If you'd like to, you can follow me at Sales Guy Chris for sales and marketing uh, tips, tricks, no real hacks. I don't really do hacks, but everything else <laughs> in between. But thank you so much for having me, and have a lovely weekend.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wish you the same. I request everyone to please go ahead and follow Chris and I'm sure you'll receive some amazing content. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Bye now. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye.